Miami Hurricanes are back to work after a 45 to 3 loss against Florida State. What did we learn? You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So after that debacle of a 45 to three beatdown went final, one of the first thoughts that popped in my head was I need to talk to some people who can give me their perspective on what went wrong there and where we go from here. Cause I can give you mine all week. Uh, but I need someone like Larry Bluestein, who is like the angel on my shoulder, to talk me off that ledge sometimes. Larry Bluestein from 560 WQAM in Miami joins us. Blue, um, first of all, I hope you're doing well. And I know you were at that game on Saturday because I saw you there. Uh, right. I hope it didn't ruin your weekend too much. No, you know what, Alex? I've, I've come to the – first of all, thank you very much for having me. And, uh, you know, I've come to the realization that this is uh, not going to be a quick build. And, uh, and you know, and I think from a standpoint of recruiting and everything else, I think that uh, Mario Cristobal summed it up uh, by – and, and I think this is what why the recruits are sticking right by him. He was angry, and he's angry at the process, and he's angry that that they have to go through this, but it's probably a necessary evil that they have to. Uh, there's no sugarcoating things anymore, and that's the one thing that, you know, a lot of college coaches will come in, and they're so gung-ho about doing things, and then they, you know, don't accomplish things right away, and then all of a sudden they're making up stuff, and they're not being transparent. Well, he's just the opposite. And he's, you know, cause he knows that there's going to be a build here, but he's also mindful of the fact that he was left an average to terrible roster, uh, something that he's even improved on. Um, so things could have been a lot worse. Um, am I surprised what happened the other night? No, I'm not. I mean, Florida state is in a situation just like Duke and all these other programs where they have a running start on Miami. They have, yeah you know, kids that have been in place for two, three years with coaches other than Duke, but Florida State, especially with Norvell. But this isn't about a, day, a weekly thing here, Alex. This is just about the future. And that's what, when Mario Cristobal started selling this program and all the things that are happening with new facilities and upgrades here and there, he's ta talked about the future. He didn't talk about the 22 season and maybe even not the 2023 season, but this is why I think that it's been essential that I know it's tough on, on these fans. And then I do realize, I mean, they pay good money uh, to come see the games. They, you know, I mean, the other night was overwhelming from a crowd standpoint. It's a shame that we don't have that every week, I know. Uh, you know, a packed house like that where, but here's the thing. 
And then, you know, everybody wants to play. The people that are playing on negatives are the people who really either, A, don't really get it, B, don't care about the program. And, and that's the one thing. If you really know football and you really know what's ahead, you see that Miami's been a marginal team at best for the last 10, 12, 15 years. And you see somebody coming in and it's the latest person to blame. You can't blame him. You can't blame this coaching staff. I know everybody wants to talk, oh, Gaddis is the worst. And this, come on, be realistic. You have what you have. You don't have a lot of depth on this team. You don't have a lot of frontline players, but that's going to change. And that's why I'm not talking you off the ledge. I'm just trying to be <laughs> as transparent as Mario Cristobal is. And, and I agree with him 100% because this is a man who came here to build the program into a program and not a quick fix where they'll go 10 and two one year. And then all of a sudden have a series of five and seven years, right? That's not what he's here for. And the quicker that everybody, and I, and listen, I understand how humiliating it is to walk out of that game the other day and listen to all the Florida state fans say, well, you guys terrible and all this. And I understand it because it's just human nature to be like that. But what you have to do is you kind of got to swallow your pride and say, you know what, right now, we're not, but I say in three, four years, and this is a, the perfect thing. And, and um, I got to relate this in the post-game uh, press conference. One of the reporters asked Mario Cristobal if he was upset that Florida State was up by 30 points and still throw it. And he goes, let me tell you something. That's part of the game. And he goes, you know what? One day the shoe's going to be on the other foot. And uh, he says, of course, that's part of the game. I don't get angry. I'm not going to hold a grudge. You're playing football. You're developing talent. And he goes, and I'll tell you what, we're going to develop talent the same way. So his fire, his reality of this whole thing, and it's killing him because he's not, he hates losing. But at the same time, he understands after things boil down a little bit, he gets back home, you know, he's with his family, and he kind of takes a step back, and he goes, you know what, this is part of the process. It's painful, but it's part of the process. So uh, when a lot of people hear me and you talking about this process, uh, they they get a little upset to hear that, and they bring up this example. Because I, I tell people every day, Blue, uh, every situation is different, right? And I'm not saying I'm happy about what's happening in Miami right now. I expected this team to be a lot better but about this process blue how come there are a handful of teams with first year head coaches who are not only doing a lot better than Miami but thriving right we see what USC has been doing we see you know LSU they just beat Bama the other day uh Notre Dame seems to have it rolling now they just beat Clemson now Oregon uh you know landing with with Mario's guys is doing, you know, better right now with Mario's guys than Mario did last year. So uh, how, how do you explain Miami's situation with a first-year coach compared to some of these other teams that are rolling with first-year coaches? Well, it's how I opened. Miami's roster is, is not good. And a lot of these teams that you mentioned, they at least have pretty good rosters. They yeah. LSU had a great roster. I mean, they have a lot of depth. They have good size. They have playmakers all over the place. Their offense and defensive lines are pretty good. Same thing. Look at Duke. Same thing. Duke has a lot of five-year seniors that are, you know, 23 years old who've been around there for a while. And, and that's what I'm trying to say. Miami's roster is not good. And you can't expect him to come in in one year and revamp this entire roster and everything. And, and you're talking about USC. They have 11 guys come in, 11 yeah. guys that are marquee kids. Believe me, I follow them religiously. And but you know what? Here's the thing, too. 
USC could easily be instead of eight and one, they could easily be four and four or, or four and five. They could, they should have bought, lost to both the Arizona teams. Should have lost to Cal should have lost to Oregon state. They got lucky in the end to win those games. So things happen, you know, and, and that's, you know, I'm just trying to, and I'm not softening the blow because I'm not here to tell anybody, you know what, uh, you know, it's not, you know, this is acceptable because it's not, but at the same time, if you don't understand the process and, and, and listen, in two years now, if we're in this situation, then everybody's warranted to feel the way they do. But give the man, you know, the courtesy of building his own program. There's very few guys on this roster. And you'll see, you'll see the there's going to be a turnover in the offseason, I believe, like you, I, you haven't seen in a long time. I believe it. We t- Blue, we talked about it yesterday. I, I think there's going to be a mass exodus of guys in the transfer portal. And I don't think Mario would mind that too much. And then obviously there's going to be a lot of guys coming in. And I think there's going to be a lot of true freshmen and redshirt freshmen next year and sophomores who get chances to compete for starting jobs next year. Now I'm not disagreeing. And I think when you look in the spring and you're going to see this roster, it's going to be entirely different. Uh, you're going to have a lot of guys that are coming in and then all of a sudden guys who will make up their mind in, you know, May, June, July, uh, you know, to, to come here like we did with Mitchell Agouti and, and, and also Caleb Johnson and, and uh, obviously the, uh, the kid, Met right. And, yeah. 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 Kobe, right. And, and all those guys like that Mesador again. So I think what's going to happen is, a year from now, the improvement will be drastic. It will. And I'm not saying they're going to win 11 games and 10 games, but you're going to see a team next year uh, that's going to be headed to a bowl. I don't care which bowl, but uh, anytime you're in a bowl, at least you could brag about being in a bowl. And that's, you know, this year, not so much. And I don't think that Miami really right now, I think they have bigger fish to fry because they're going to have to win two out of the last three games. And yeah, you know, I uh, right now, it. you know, Clemson yeah. just not in the cards. Pittsburgh's a really good football team. And then even Georgia Tech beat Duke. So, you know, I mean, you you take a look at a uh, – so stop concentrating on what this year's about and look towards the future. And, and like I said, it's e- – like people say, it's easier said than done. You you don't know what it is to be a Hurricane fan and have to listen to everybody else. Yeah, that's what's happened the last 20-something years. So you got to suck it up. I am 100%, 100% sure that over the next two, three years, uh, this is not going to be another uh, another dumpster fire, just like Texas A&M starting to be. And if people don't, it's funny that the nation doesn't jump on Jimbo Fisher, who had four great recruiting classes, and he's got a worse record than Miami. So, you know, I don't want to hear that. You know, I mean, because this guy has had four top 10 recruiting classes. Oh, this guy's hurt. That guy's hurt. After four years, if you don't have the quality depth, then you should move on. Yeah, amen. We have a lot more to get to here with Larry Bluestein. Our boy Blue joins us here on Locked on Canes. I want to talk with Blue when we come back about one of, you know, the few bright spots. There were very few against Florida State. But I do want to talk about Jakari Brown's future because I like some of the things I saw from the true freshman quarterback and got a lot of recruiting questions for Larry Bluestein. You guys have been tweeting us as well. We're going to read some of those tweets. You can write to us at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. Guys, let's talk about the great folks at LinkedIn Jobs. I have gotten jobs before 
through LinkedIn jobs. So I've been on the employee side of it, and I guarantee you it works. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You add your job with the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring, and I guarantee you people will see it. Then simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back into Locked On Canes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day talking with Larry Bluestein, 560 WQAM. He does an awesome job on the South Florida High School Sports Show. Nobody covers more high school sports, college sports, pro sports than this man. He's all over the place. He's everywhere at once. Blue, uh, I know that uh, you've been pretty high on Jakari Brown. Uh, he got you know more snaps and more opportunities against Florida State than he has at any point in his Miami career. And it was obviously a weird situation, right? Tyler Van Dyke gave it a go, uh, tweaked his shoulder, you know, had to leave the game uh, in the first half. Jake Garcia, as he's been lately, was very ineffective. And so Jakari got more reps than his normal, you know, third down short yardage package type of stuff. And, you know, obviously in a game where three quarterbacks combined for 62 passing yards, I don't have a whole lot to be excited about. But Jakari runs well. He runs hard. He was one of the few guys playing with heart and passion out there. And he did complete a nice throw to Xavier Restrepo. So we got some glimpses of his arm as well, Blue. I think he should start the rest of the way. I really do. I, you know, I mean, here's a guy who's, you know, I mean, like I said the other night, everyone goes, oh, well, why are they putting him in? I said, well, they're not going to win anyway. I mean, they're why down by 28 points. Uh, get him in there, get him exposure, and I think he should start the rest of the way. I really do. I, I think he's deserved that. I think Miami needs to get a good, good look because he's staying. He's staying around. He's going to be one of those guys that's a future. He loves this program. Great student in the classroom. Uh, you know, outstanding person. Uh, give him a chance, you know, because I think that, you know, he will be come spring will be one of the guys that uh, is going to get an opportunity to be the starting quarterback for next year. And why not? Because I think that's the future. You know, Mario Cristobal may not have recruited him. Uh, as he did in a lot of others, but he's one of those guys along with the Restrepos and some of those players like that, that he would have recruited anyway. So, you know, so, you know, I mean, while there's a lot of guys on this roster and you'll see, it'll be reflected by who's not coming back. that are players that are just not what he's looking at and wouldn't have recruited them in the first place. So people have to be mindful of that. He, he's got a roster right now that's 70% not his. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, he brought in those transfer portal kids and, you know, a couple of those guys. So those are his, uh, but for the most part, everybody else is Manny Diaz's uh, recruit. So you can't fault him for that because let me tell you something. If you invite somebody over for dinner and somebody else cooks the dinner, you can't be responsible for what it tastes like. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you're, you're hosting them and you know, what happens during the, you know, during the dinner party and all that, I mean, that's on you, but what the food tastes like, you didn't get the food. So how do you, you know, how can you be accountable for it? So 
I, you know what? I know it's really hard, Alex, and because we're appealing to fans. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's a coach or a recruiter or an analyst understands what's going on. Uh, the fans, and rightfully so, that's not their job to 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 be sympathetic to something that you know is going to take some time. And I don't blame them. And they've got the right to be. And I, you know, when I talked to a bunch of them the other day on the on after the ball game that they're you know in the tailgate because. Heaven knows I had to park far enough away. I think I parked uh, past everybody who was there. Um, but, you know, the thing that was great is, you know, they because they, they'll talk to me, hey, Blue, you know, what do you think about this? And, you know, and there's a lot of more disgruntled than I understand because, you know, here's the Florida State fans coming out of the game and, you know, you guys stink. And, you know, I mean, you hate to hear that, especially yeah. at a home game, you know, but I fully understand what they're going through. But you have to understand the process. And I, I know people don't want to understand it and they're going to write in and say, oh, no, this is crap. We're going through the same thing we've gone through with, you know, with everybody. And um, and right, right now you are. Yeah. But this is going to change and you'll be looking back at the this time within two years ago and you go, wow, how did we ever go through that? Uh, but you're going through it now. And, and uh, you know, all those years that Miami dominated, there was somebody on the other side of that the, that domination. OK, right now, Miami happens to be down the other, other side and they've been on that other side for a while. But it's not going to last. You have too many good people involved in decision making and coaching. Uh, administration. Yeah. This is set up to be one of the better programs in the country, uh, not just football, but the entire athletic program. Yeah. So, and then if you, if you're worried and you're saying, you know, that I uh, blue, come on, you don't care. I care. I'm listen, I've been going to these games since 1960. Believe me. I, I you know, my dad used to take me to these games when there was 20,000 fans at the game. So I know, I understand. I know the process. I've gone through Friday night games. I've gone through coaching changes. Uh, but the one thing that's always been constant, uh, the fans keep coming back. The resilient people that won, these same people who are down in the dumps in two years right now, they'll be rejoicing. I guarantee it. Well, I remember uh, the, the last time we had you on, uh, you know, we were – talking about how Miami can still keep recruiting. I think this was after the Duke loss the last time I had you on. Like, how can right. they keep recruiting now and talk about, oh, they're still going to land some top players. And then people were like, what are you guys smoking? They're not going to land anybody. Everyone's going to flip there. And then a couple of days later, Cormani McLean commits <laughs> to Miami. This was, this was like two days after our last conversation. So I want to talk some more recruiting with Blue. Uh, we've got good questions from you guys on Twitter that I'm going to relay here to Larry Bluestein. You can tweet us at Locked on Canes. If you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. Guys, I want to talk about the awesome folks at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth analysis on every game. And of course, all the odds. Miami and Georgia Tech, basically a pick 'em game. Hurricanes are 0 for 8 against the spread this year. So if you've been betting on Miami, you're not doing so well. If you've been betting against Miami all season against the spread, you're probably living in a mansion right now. Uh, so we'll see how it goes against Georgia Tech and how the line moves throughout the week. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. With live betting, which is a game changer, and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. 
Thank you for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. Make sure, guys, later for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes, behind the scenes, with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joined here by our boy Blue, Larry Bluestein. Uh, so, Blue, first of all, uh, l- l- let's tackle this one uh, from uh, at Canes FB on Twitter, writes to us, how many recruits will decommit after watching the Canes football team get their manhood stolen from them in front of a sellout crowd? Uh, and listen, Blue, the early returns, uh, a lot of these guys who are already verbally committed in the class of 2023, the Washington Twins, Ray Ray, Maui Goa, Antonio Tripp, Malik Bryant. I'm, I'm seeing them all tweet out and telling people, no, we're, we're more motivated and locked in than ever. Or are you worried about a mass exodus of flips? Not at all. And then I said this last time, I'll say it again. And every time I'm on with you, the deal is, is when they were being recruited, they were being recruited for the future, for what's going to happen. They all yeah. knew coming in when they said, listen, I just got to let you know, it's going to be rough sledding for this year and maybe a little bit of next year because we're having to revamp the entire roster. And uh, they all bought into the fact that they're going to be part of this future. They know this, this is not bothering them because they know that what's in place is not what's going to be in place. And, that's the one thing. And you could, all these fans or all these naysayers could say what they want. I talk to these kids all the time. And that's the one thing. This isn't bothering them. Yeah, it's bothering them from the standpoint of people say, hey, you're going there. Well, you know what? In two, three years from now, they'll understand why they went there. And listen, I'm a firm believer. I've seen it. I've seen a lot of these coaches. And when coaches start making promises and they can't fulfill them, then you have a problem. But Mario Cristobal has been 100%, 100% transparent during this entire thing. He's never blamed anybody. He's taken the blame himself, right. See, which is another thing that I kind of think he's, he's got to stop because everybody knows by now this is not him. And you know what? The whole thing about, you know, oh, the play calling is terrible. Yeah, well, you know what? Put anybody in this situation. Put Nick Saban in this situation. Put Anybody in the country in this situation, they're not doing any better. They're not doing any better. Sorry. You could say all you want, but they're not. It's just the way it is. You could only do with what you have. And you know what? If you run a 4-2-7 and your opponent runs a 5-1, you're going to beat them all the time. And I don't (laughs) care what you do. I don't care how much you know about the game. Listen, Mario Cristobal has been in this game for a number of years as a player, as a coach, as an assistant coach, and now as a head coach. Listen, he knows the score. He knows the score. And and I will tell you what, he told our good friend Joe Rose on a show uh, that he, he – I'm not hiding about this. He goes, it's, it's painful, but right now what we're going through is pretty much something that you have to just kind of understand where, you know, yeah. we're at. A lot of these other programs are at least – you know, like I could bring up FSU and people don't understand – you know, when Coach Norville had a first tough year because of the, the pandemic, last year wasn't a rosy picture. They didn't make the playoffs. But because he hit the transfer portal and some of these freshmen started maturing, you're going to see. And now everybody basically on board is his 
guys. Yeah. And and all those guys in the first two years at Florida State, just giving you a point of reference, wanted everybody gone. Everybody, oh, no, Norville's not the answer. He should be at a Division three school. Da, 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 da. Come on. You know, <laughs> it, it, you're, you're, you're not thinking. And uh, listen, I'll sit here in two years and, and you'll be – and I'll be singing that same tune. And and Alex, I'll say, don't you remember when we talked about this back in 2022? And I will remember. It was inevitable that Miami just couldn't. You can only do with what you have. And you'd say, you know what? You're right. I mean, the roster right now is a billion times better than it was. And you'll see. It's going to improve next year and then the next year after that. So uh, a question from Nick Green. Because uh, we, we had a couple of blue of big-time American Heritage players at the game who are committed to Ohio State. Uh, he says, what are the chances Mario has to flip either one of those heritage players? Because Innis and Fletcher, uh, you know, they were both at the game. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's kind of unfortunate they had to watch that in person. But, you know, they, they both did have some nice things to say about Miami afterwards. Miami has not stopped recruiting them. I wouldn't either. But, I mean, you know, the whole thing is, is you take a look at a, a Brandon Innes and anywhere he's going to go, he's going to make an impact. So whether it's here, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan, anywhere he goes, he's going to be an impact player. I think it's essential. And that right now, that, that wide receiver position, as you can see, might not be as pressing as, as everybody thought with Kobe yeah. Young, uh, with, with a healthy Restrepo, with Brashard Smith, with some of the other guys. But he gets and Ray Ray coming in and, yeah. you know, I, I and Bobby Washington coming in or Robbie Washington coming in. Uh, I think it would be nice to have somebody like that. But if it made minds made up to go to a Big Ten school and they courted him pretty good. And, you know, uh, ex Miami Dolphin, Brian Hartline has been at the center of that recruitment. He and Mark Fletcher. Yeah, Mark Fletcher would have, be a really, really good guy. But remember, you've got a couple of guys that, that Miami has that have been hurt all year. Yeah. Uh, you, you have a guy like Cheney who needs – if he could get healthy, I've said it from day one, I thought he was our most complete back, more athletic than we've ever had here, a 7-1 high jumper, kid that's big, strong, just can't stay healthy. He's got to find a way to keep remaining on the field. And then you get this uh, freshman kid, uh, Citizen, who – if you watch him, this kid is a big time kid as well. And then you got Parrish. I don't know what the future holds for, uh, uh, you know, for Jalen Knighton. I don't know whether yeah. you know he makes a move out because right now he's not going to get a, uh, as much playing time. I had a, as we said, he had a great audition the other day, just in case. You know, he had an opportunity to showcase what his skills. And I just don't think that Franklin's a fit. He, for what they need to use him for, they're not using him. There's, to me, inside the 20, there should be no other back in there but number 22. On the goal line, there should be nobody in there but number 22. But they haven't looked at it that way. And I think because of that, I think maybe it's time to move on, uh, maybe start, you know, start anew somewhere else because he's still real talented and he's a big back and he's a big tennis type guy who I always thought if he could carry 24, 25 times a game, he'd get his 190, 180 and everybody would be happy. And, yeah. uh, but he's not going to get that here. No, I mean, really good stuff. Larry Bluestein. You want to make sure you follow him on Twitter at Larry Bluestein. Blue, when are you on this week on WQAM? Uh, we're on Tuesday night from 8 to 10. Uh, nice. Setting the table for a first ever uh, 9.30 to 11.30 show the following week. Wow. Uh, I don't think we've ever been on that late. I, Drink some I, coffee gonna... that night, Blue. Huh? Drink some coffee that oh, night. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know what? 
the thing is, is because the Miami Heat are now part of the uh, broadcast, and then you got Miami Hurricanes, and obviously Florida Panthers, and then Inter Miami Soccer. Uh, you have a situation where, you know, you have to cater to them as well, but keep everybody happy. Our show, thank goodness, has been really successful. We have some sponsors that are very loyal to us, and they and we have a good listenership. And uh, that's one of the things, you know, we promote our show every single week. A lot of people don't do that for their shows and because we're proud of it. We've done it ever since for like 14 years on QAM. Um, and, uh, you know, we do a good follow-up, good on the podcast. Uh, we have a lot of interesting guests. Last week, as I said, uh, we had former Hurricane Hurley Brown. Uh, we had a former uh, FSU standout, Snoop Menace, uh, you yeah. know, to preview the game. Uh, we, we And we have college coaches from all over the country. It's not just a Miami-based show, although we do have Hurricane guests on every week. And uh, listen – you know, it's a it's in this in this market, you know, everything is dwindled down to really one sports station. And uh, we're honored and uh, we thank uh, Len and, and the gang for uh, keeping us afloat. Well said. Follow him on Twitter at Larry Bluestein. Follow me at Alex Dono. Follow the show at Locked on Canes. And we will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys are, are still, uh, you know, you're still invested, all right, in this program because we got a lot of work to do here. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow, maybe today, actually. I think we're going to have some stuff with the coaches later today on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.